Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Green Suiters Podcast. This is episode 58. And we're all here. Everybody's here. We're all accounted for. Present. I'd like to welcome back Brian Sedley to the podcast, everyone. I was here last week. Yeah, he was here last week. Yeah. Yeah. I was COVID free last week. Oh, that's true. Right. True. Right about that. He's plague free. The house, the has, house uh, is clear. Oh, yeah. Has the, has the fall uh, weather hit you guys yet? Yeah. And it's awesome. I fell, this, Dude, I fell cold, today at man. work. Yeah. Uh, did you have your your little life me button thing around your necklace? I did. Help! I fallen like and I can't get up. I, I did. Help! I fallen. I can't get Stuck up. Stuck to the ground like a peanut butter cup. Life yeah. alert! Life alert! Life, yeah, life that's alert. it. Life alert. This episode is sponsored by Life Alert. <laughs> Speaking of sponsors, Woo. should I talk about the giveaway? Yep. Get that knocked out. This month we are doing a giveaway with the good old TSO products. They will be giving away a GRS16PE guide rail square uh, for one lucky winner. Open to all 50 states. And to enter, all you need to do is go to greensuiterspodcast.com and fill out the entry form. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. Yeah, because I've already filled out 50 of those suckers. Hey, last month, <clears throat> Last month for the um, the apron giveaway, we had 153 entries. That's that's the highest number we've ever had. Nice. I can remember. I stopped at yeah. 140. Yeah. <laughs> so people people really wanted that um, custom really wanted leather apron. apron. That's right. From leather by Michelle. <laughs> um, I I have the GRS 16 and. I'm telling you, man, with that sucker and a guide rail, you, you really don't need a track saw. Or, um, a yeah, saw, you kind of do, Ben. <laughs> you kind of do need a track saw. You need with, the track saw. With a guide rail square a and a guide yeah. rail. Yeah. That it is, if, you, if you're breaking down sheets of goods and you are making huge rips uh, and cross cuts and you need a good 90-degree reference, GRS is a great addition to your track saw. Yeah. Um, I, I rip when I rip my plywood in the parking lot of wherever it is that I buy it. I, I rip everything to project dimensions in the parking lot. Wow. Like that's how accurate that plus the guide rail is. Huh. Yeah. And if you don't have a track saw and you win the guide rail square, then, then you have an, you have a reason to buy a track saw. Now you buy a track saw because you have the square. Make sure you use the links in our YouTube. Or page. you can just hang the tools on your back wall and never use them like I do. It's and a then, showroom. It's yeah, a showroom. it's just a showroom. Oh, it's a showroom. fancy, expensive tool? Yeah, I got it. It's right here. I don't ever use it, though. What What brand is that? What, behind me? Yeah. Ryobi. Ryobi. Oh, nice. God. Yeah. I still like the idea of a of roll-down backdrop, uh, and it's, it's just all Ryobi. Sedge, I don't know. If it's, I don't know if you know, but it's like the premium woodworking tools. So, oh, right, Obi. Yep, I yeah. heard. Yeah, <laughs> hello. It's got a uh, a thirty foot guarantee. Yeah, <laughs> a thirty 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 minutes of thirty feet out the goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, 
But let's not take it personal. Okay? Yeah, today's no, sponsor I'm, is definitely not Ryobi. <laughs> what do you, Jason? What have you been up to over the last seven days? Um, my table Actually, is it's been nine. It's been nine days since we recorded. Yeah, because I think yeah, last week was Tuesday. Um, my table's on hold, uh, just temporarily. Um, but I did get confirmation the other day that the base is on the way. So I might have that next week, and I hope to actually have the table completely done next week. Um, but I won't share all the details because by the time this comes out, this product should be released. But in the event that it gets pushed uh, with respect to the company, I, I will not mention it yet. But um, I have been working very, very hard to create a video for a company uh, for the launch of a new product. So I've done similar stuff kind of like this uh, in the past, uh, making videos for another company, that is. Um, but this is a little bit different, and I'm really enjoying this process. Um, but I've been very busy doing that. Like, that's taken all of my time for the past, does, uh, past few days. Does, does <clears throat> Pornhub usually sponsor woodworking channels, though? Yeah. They do. They're, they're very into wood, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. You've been working digitally with a Trojan? Or, wait, no, I thought yeah. it was wood was into them. Yeah. Well, also that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's about it. And then, um, man, I'll tell you what, ever since we've had Max, I have, I have spent so much more time with Leo, uh, yeah. which I expected to happen. But I bring that up because I'm really starting to get into the rhythm of mm. my new schedule right? Uh, which is, you know, at home during the day, able to do work and then dedicate all my time on the weekends and, and the evenings to, to them. So it's really nice. I'm still working out the kinks a little bit, trying to be a little bit more productive. Um, but going into next year, I, I think it's, it's going to be great. So I've got to spend a lot of time with Leo and it's, it's been pretty awesome. So there was one other thing now that I wanted to mention. I can't remember what it is. So it couldn't have been that important. Bits and Bits is a proud sponsor of the Green Suiters podcast and a distributor of the nation's best router bits for your shop. They feature shank sizes from an eighth to a half inch and have a wide range of diameters of upcuts, downcuts, compression bits, and more. They sell bits for your wood, aluminum, metal, plastic, acrylic, and foam projects, just to name a few. Their bits are suitable for hand routers, router tables, and even CNCs. Each and every bit is slathered in Astro Coating, which is a super secret sauce that prolongs the life of your bits, keeps them running cooler, and keeps the cutting edge razor sharp. If you want to save some cash, use our promo code HANS15 to save 15% at checkout. Head over to bitsandbits.com to find out more. Sedge? <laughs> Back to you. Uh, not much. I'm going to finish up my wall of sustainers. I just uh, ripped today uh, some more plywood. I, I thought I had a, enough cabinets, but I'm going to build another four. So I think that's going to total, I think, 20 cabinets that I've built out across the, um, the doors. The, uh, the double door that I uh, blocked off. And... Uh, <laughs> Hey, when should this, this is episode 58, when should it air? Not uh, this coming weekend, but next weekend. A week. Okay, so I'll still be here in the States. Uh, Marianne and I, the other thing I've been doing is, uh, finally, 
Um, we went to our travel agent. We got all our paperwork, all our itineraries and backpacks for Ireland, and we're really stoked, man. Everything is taken care of. They even got tickets for our tours of Guinness already. It's nice. Awesome. Yeah, so and that's you know, what I've been up to. I just I've been do, uh, testing a lot of prototype tools at Festool during the day. Going over, I've been doing some training online and stuff, and uh, just you know, in the shop a lot, organizing the snot out of you know that big router bit cabinet I have, mm-hmm. or old router bit cabinet I have. It's where all my knickknacks and all my fasteners are. I'm going mm-hmm. through all of that and downsizing. I just got an order in from. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe you guys and maybe anybody listening goes through this. You go and get a, a like a, a screw or whatever, and it's a Phillips head, and you get like a, you know a hundred left over, so you keep them, and then you get some square drive screws, and you get that, and then you get some posi drive screws, and then you have some Torx screws. Yeah. So you go to grab a screw, right? And you're like, oh, shnikey, I got to go find a damn tip and. Nothing's the same. So what I'm doing is I'm kind of streamlining everything and going straight to Torx and getting rid of everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a brand I really like of screws called Quick Screws that I use back at Fort Lauderdale. And I was using them in the training center. I bought like, I think, 10,000 screws a few years ago for cabinetry at uh, Festool. And I bought them Phillips, you know, because I thought everybody in training would like the Phillips. You know, Phillips cam out, but that's what people were used to. So I said, to hell with that. I just bought a boatload of, uh, uh, I put in an order with them, and I got. I just did them all Torx. And, man, that, they make the best damn screw. They really do. Yeah. The self-tapping and mm-hmm. the uh, the nibs and stuff. So, and, yeah. and by the way, using a Torx is, I think, a superior I, drive. Yeah, I've yet to, to strip one out. Yeah, so... I think I was th- I was thinking about this, and as I'm going through the process, I'm thinking, I think that'll make a pretty cool video. So I'm going to do a video, I think, this weekend coming up uh, for Sedge Tool on it, and just because I know it, it's frustrating, you know, you, you get like oh, I need a two inch screw, and oh that damn one square drive, and you build something, and you got say you get inch and a half screws that are Phillips, and then the other ones that like to put the cabinets together are Torx, and it's just like. Damn, it's just confusing. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. Ben, what have you been up to? I did something that I haven't done since my graduation trip. I went camping yesterday. Ugh. Or two days ago. Gross. I drove uh, 200 miles southwest, almost to the Tennessee-Virginia border, to Mount Rogers. It's the highest peak in Virginia. And... um. <clears throat> yeah, I just went camping. I By yourself? Miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing to do in the entire world. You didn't get enough camping by myself. You didn't get enough camping in the army? <laughs> it's it's what I did when I was a kid, man. I, I, I like doing it. The weather's finally cold, cooled down, you know. I, I'm not going to s- sweat my knickers off in a in a tent. So I went riding. All day Monday and then coming back on Tuesday. So you yeah. just went out for one night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to with like kid schedules and stuff. Oh. Hmm. Did you did you meditate? Fun, I did. I did. Um, I did. I did. Um, yeah. I also Were you able to get good 
uh, cell service where you were? No, absolutely no cell service, hmm. which was great. I didn't have any distractions or anything. Hmm. Look what I picked up. Nice. I got it. I got it on sale. Nice. For those that are listening, it's just a, a wireless microphone set. The DJI. Cool. Yeah. I will begrudgingly Andy, say that that was a good recommendation from Patrick. These magnets are freaking strong. Are dope. So strong. I put I put it on my refrigerator earlier today yeah. just to like test it out, and I it, like I struggled to get it off. Like it's. Hey, is that uh, I got the um, not the rogue? What is it? The roadie road system. Roadie. Roadie. Yeah, that's a good system, those isn't it? Yeah, that's a good. It is. Too. Yeah, I think road. I I want to say DJI had was the first road. Came out with theirs that were kind of modeled off that, but I have the road as well. But I just have the single channel road, and then road came out with a dual channel, I guess in response to DJI or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, but they're both great. Yeah, that's that's what I really like about these is um, you can use both mics at the same time, and so I can record. I can slap one of these into my helmet to record like whatever it is that I'm saying, but I can also record like motorcycle sounds with it. And you can do like backup audio where it'll save the audio mm -hmm. to the device. You can that, yeah, yeah. You can use a lav mic with it, so you can clip it out and of the, the way. Case, the case charges. The, the receivers and the transmitter, oh, which cool. I really like. No. Kind of like AirPods. But, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Um, but I, I've been getting rid of um, buying new camera equipment, getting rid of old camera, well, not old, but just getting rid of camera equipment that I just don't want anymore. So just kind of updating my arsenal, so to say. But other than that, man, just trying to enjoy the last bit of motorcycle riding weather that I can it's it's gonna it's gonna close in very soon I think next week we're gonna be in the 30s wow yeah us too. for a few days um and I mean I I have the gear to, to ride in cold weather but it at some point it becomes not safe because of the tires and the road and stuff so um so yeah I'm just trying to squeeze it in as much as I can that's what she she said <laughs> I'm like, he said, that's mm. what he oh. says. Hey, uh, Ben, before I forget, I did want to mention to you, I spoke to <coughs> my sergeant major yesterday, and he had mentioned he the was Milwaukee listening. Milwaukee guy. Yeah, the Milwaukee weenie. He was, uh, <laughs> he was listening to a couple podcasts ago, maybe the last episode anyways, when you were talking again about the, the pressure buildup of the water and the French drain and all that other stuff and mm -hmm. the issues yeah. that you're having. Well, he actually told me yesterday that he went through the exact same problem, had the ex went through doing the exact same things that you're doing, um, and like had a whole thing that had to be done about it. And he was like, "Tell Ben, you know, give him my number if he wants to call and talk to me about it. I can." He's like, as he was naming those things off, he's like, "I did all of those things, exact same scenario." Um, he's like, "I'd be glad to talk to him about it." So I wanted to mention that to you. Um, did, if you're interested. did he ever get it? Did he ever get it resolved? Or he did. Okay. And it's. I'll let him explain it. But is it ungodly expensive? 
It's expensive, but this was years ago. So I can imagine it's quite a bit more expensive now. Um, one of the benefits he said that you would have is that your basement is unfinished as his was finished. Oh yeah. But yeah. what they had to do for it was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? So we won't talk about it on here, but he, he definitely said, he was like, give him my number. If he wants to talk about it, I'd be glad to tell him. He's like, cause I'm yeah. telling you, I went through the exact same thing. <laughs> Well, I, I bought some hydrophobic concrete, and not that I think that it's really going to fix the issue, but I know where the water comes through at the slab. And so I, I, at this point, I'm just trying anything I can. There's, there are small gaps between the slab and the wall, and so I'm just going to try to fill that with hydrophobic concrete. Again, do I think that that's going to hold up against water pressure? Probably not, but at least I can say, well, I mean, at least I threw some concrete down in there to, to try to stop the water from coming through there you know but we'll see we'll see if it holds up i just the crappy thing is is that i can't really test anything out until there's a really heavy rain yeah like it has to like two or three days is what i need to to know if something's working to test because that's yeah because that's when enough of that water pressure comes down it seeps in you know if it's just like raining for half a day it's it's, it's going to run off from the topsoil. Yep. But, but yes, I would love to, to get his phone number and, and give him a call. Yeah. Cool. Let's see what he's got to say. All right, gentlemen, are we ready to get into tonight's topic? I am. All right. Yes. I think this is, I think this is a good one. This is one that we have not talked about before. And it's, it's in the spirit of the spookiness Ooh. of October. of Ooh. Halloween. And so this tonight, I want us to. This is Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. I want, us to, I want us to talk about our most scariest moments in the shop. Ooh. Whether that's something that happened to us, happened to other people, but just, you know, for whatever reason, we had a holy crap moment in the shop. And I, I can go first. I don't know if any, any one of you want to go first. It's fine. Go, Ben. All right, so 2014, Ooh. right? Maybe 2015. Just getting my toes wet in the woodworking. I think at this point I had um, a jigsaw, a router. I don't even think I had a cirque saw. Maybe I did. But I had the, the wild inclination to buy a jointer. And so I bought a porta cable, six inch, or yeah, it was a six inch joiner, whatever the little tabletop joiner is. Delta. Get. Oh, well, it, it was a, it was a porta cable. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, same thing, same same, literally the same body. And I was planing some. Um, yeah, I noticed I said planing. I wasn't jointing anything because I thought that's how you would plane things. Um, because I wanted to, I wanted to smooth some boards out, and I had gloves on. And this is probably the only instance where I was happy that I had gloves on, especially with a joiner. Um, I was passing the board over. I was doing uh, passing an edge over. I, I don't know if I just wasn't looking when I was doing it, or I just didn't see that my pinky was close to the blade on the other mm -hmm. side of the of the material and that that blade caught my glove and it it shredded the 
pinky of the glove completely off. And I had just the smallest nick on my pinky. <sighs> and that was the only, that has been the only time that I've ever been caught off guard by a power tool. It was the first time it happened, and it's been the only time it's happened because, because I knew if that had been my, my bare finger or if that joiner had caught the glove and pulled it in, that would have been a terrible day for me. And that's that's all it took for me to, to never like not have respect for a power tool ever again. Ever since then, well, there's been one other instance that didn't happen to me. It was a story that Jason told me. But ever since that happened, like if I'm using a power tool, like I'm dead focused on it. Like I stop playing music. I just focus on that one thing, especially if it's a really dangerous, you know, pass that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, that's mine. One of my kids is crying. You want to go next or you want me to go? Go, Mr. Bent. Okay. Um, so mine is also a when I first started woodworking story mm. and also involves the jointer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, hmm. I think I just, I'd been woodworking for a little while and I didn't have a jointer or a planer and I found this really good deal. So I bought a jointer and I bought a planer. And one night I was out which in my pl- shop. Which plane did you get? It was the rigid six inch floor standing. Gotcha. I was at my shop and I had this small little square piece of plywood. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. I had this small little square piece of plywood. Um, I mean, this thing could have not been longer than five inches. It was maybe three inches wide. Uh, I think it was like two pieces laminated together. And I was trying to make like a small block, you know, out of the two. And the one end was uneven. And so I was like, oh, I, I know what I can do. I can just run these over the, uh, the jointer real quick. Oh, boy, was that a mistake. So uh, picture this, you know, five or six inch long block, you know, three by three, uh, you know, five inch long block. And I'm standing it up on its end. Oh, shnikey. And it's plywood. And I'm running it across uh, my jointer. So I did that. And the minute that those things hit the blade, it tipped the wood forward, the top of the wood. It tipped it forward and shot my hand forward. And my, my pinky basically landed right on the backside of the cutter heads hit the hit the uh the cast iron and i was like well i'll never be doing that again <laughs> oh no, i know so so wake again, up again and, and that's that's just that uh you know ignorance i guess when you when you get started and you're using a tool that you don't have the knowledge um and that you didn't take the time to to learn like what to do and what not to do um that was a very close call for me and that was that made me pucker up a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's got a pucker quotient to it. Yeah. Yep. What about you? It was a Sunday morning. And here's, here's the weird thing. I, uh, uh, 
when I've ever had an accident, it's always, I always go, oh shit, I didn't think about that. I could bleed out right now. And how is somebody going to find me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of my shops, right around Abraham Lincoln's house. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one Sunday morning, I'm working out of a storage unit, and uh, it was a, I had a bay, right? But there's nobody around. I mean, nobody around here in Davie. Well, I was in Davie, Florida. <laughs> I had my uh, contractor saw. I had pulled it out the front of the bay, and you know when you're halfway ripping something in a table saw, and you go, "Oh shit." This is yeah. not going to go right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had this warped piece of oak I was ripping really thin. And I said, ah, shit, my push stick's over there. Said, And it was warped. And I it was on my uh, Delta contractor saw. And I went, hmm. Okay, as I'm pushing it through, no resistance. But then all of a sudden, the warp came down and brought my index finger into the blade. Oh, Holy shit. And you know what the problem is? What's what's your reaction? Oh, shnikey. You grab your hand yeah. like this, right? Well, yeah, that, that son board. of a bitch yeah. came right at me. Oh, my God. It almost hit the monster. And I, it hit. Oh it hit. It hit the. Fuck, I was pissed. I went like this. And thank God I turned ever so slightly because the monster would have hit right. Oh, it hit him hard. So what happened is it hit hit, the, hit, hit my uh, hip. Holy shit. And then I went, oh, shnikey. And I was like, ah, oh, that hurts. And I'm like bleeding and shit. And so I, what's the first thing I did? I grabbed the rag right over on the side, right? And that had a ton of mineral spirits in it. And I it wrapped it up and I'm like, oh. Yep. It was an impregnated sock. That's Holy yeah. shit, man. Did I pucker on that? Then all of a sudden I'm like standing there and I went, and my shorts, and I'm like, God damn. Like I'm buckling and I drop them and I'm like standing there like this. I'm freaking naked. <laughs> like this and I'm looking down and I'm going like this and I got this bump right there and I was like god damn uh, that would have hit the monster would have added an inch or two I guess you know whatever so so (laughs) so I wrap it up I bring it home and Marianne looks at it she goes you want to go to the doctor you dumbass and I went "Mm." I I think the contusion I have on my on my hip is worse. I didn't go. I just wrapped it up. We put a butter, one of those butterfly bandages on it. So it was kind of my index finger was kind of tapered, right? And it grew back. I was kind of pissed because that taper really let me pick my nose. Really got up in there that taper, <laughs> but it grew back. So I was kind of pissed at that. But yeah, I taped my <laughs> index finger. It's I can still feel it. You know, it didn't all grow back, but so that was that was one of the times, you know. And it's always you, you think about things, right? Afterwards, you're going, so what would have happened if I really cut my finger off? I'm by myself. I'm in a locked-in storage area. You know, so it, it's tough because I've always been kind of like working by myself all these years here and there and I you know I had a business partner at the cabinet shop and we always worked together so that was cool after the after that 
shop. That's when I had taken that shop and moved it in with Mikey, my business partner, into that 1,800-square-foot shop. But Yeah, I often think back at that. <laughs> then... <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got, oh boy, all my scary stuff happened at that one shop. It was, it was God, funny. now I, I don't, like talking about this stuff always like makes me like, ugh. But I feel like you need the, to talk the, about it every once in a while. Oh, well. Well, no, absolutely. The, Jason, the, the one that always gives me the heebie-jeebies is when you were talking about that, the track saw. When oh, yeah. that girl reached under the material as she was cutting. Yeah. Like every time I, <clears throat> every time I use my track saw, I think about that story and like, I intentionally put my hand behind my other hand behind my back when yeah. I cut because of how like, Oh my God, I can't like, I can't even imagine doing that in, in a situation where you're, you're trying to learn how to woodwork and you, you cut your hand like that. Oh my God! I just can't even so what? So what's the first? Whenever you guys do this, you guys did it both on a jointer, right? And I did it with my table saw. What's the first thing you really do? You're all alone. What's the first thing you do? You look oh, around was... to see if anybody's looking. Yeah. <laughs> anybody see that? I was outside my. Did anybody see that? You dummy! I was outside my driveway when I did mine. Out of my neighborhood. I mean, I don't think anybody was around, but yeah, there was. There was one night at that shop, I had a loft that I built in there for storage, and I had a staircase that I built on the side, and the staircase kind of started at the front of the bay and walked up, and I was up there, and I was grabbing something really bulky, and I tripped, coming down the stairs backwards, and I went flying out the bay and landed on my back on the tie and it was like 10 11 at night i was exhausted and i woke up i freaking looked around so like, <laughs> is anybody could hit me with a car or anything you know <laughs> i was in the middle of the freaking drive and i went how long have i been out and Jeez. oh my god was i sore the next day but that's another that scared the hell out of me because yeah, you know I'm all by too. myself. You yeah. know, and uh, I was every time I went up into that loft afterwards up that staircase, I was wicked cautious. Well, the the scary part about about this is is like when something like that happens, your body immediately will go into shock. Like if you have a serious incident, like when I did it with the jointer, um there was another thing that contributed to it, which I'll talk about on my second one. But like you, you immediately you, that something like that might happen. Like you may cut your fingers off and it's not the reaction. Like you look at it you're like, Oh gosh, it's like your body will immediately start acting in a very different way. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going to react to different stressors differently. So when something like that happens, like there could be a very good chance you have no idea what's going on. You could do all kinds of crazy stuff and not even remember it because your body's in shock because your body's going to do that anytime it receives some sort of trauma. And the way that everybody reacts is going to be differently. So that, that's what's scary to me is it's like you have some catastrophic incident in the shop and here you are not in the, your right mind, you know, and you, and you do something else crazy or, yeah, it's, it's scary when you think about it. Ben, do you have a, do you have a second one? No, not that, um, not anything that I've ever done. That was, as far as I can remember, I think I may have had, 
maybe one kickback when I had a table saw. Um, but I, I typically don't stand behind the material. I always kind of stand off to the side. So if there is a kickback, it, it never would hit me. But um, I, I think any other scares were probably at the table saw. Um, whether there was a kickback or there was some tension in a board and it released as soon as it got cut and it binded the blade or, uh, that's always really scary. Um, I did, I had the, uh, the woodpeckers, uh, the miter, um, the miter sled, Incriv, what is it? 1000 or something like that. Really nice miter, mm -hmm. miter sled. And, uh, I wasn't paying attention and ended up cutting the edge of it off. And I think I did the same thing with my CMS. I think I may have like nicked the fence once, but um, other than that, no, I, I don't have any other any so, crazy crazy close calls. So some of the worst accidents I've ever heard of or seen is not by anybody just starting out. It's been by pros, and I, I have a friend down in Fort Lauderdale, and he came in with a bandage tan, and I looked at him, and I went, what happened? And he was probably one of the best trim carpenters I ever met in my life. He's unbelievable. And he had been doing it for, I think, 30 years at that time. And he goes, I go, you weren't thinking, were you? He goes, nope. He ran his hand across a shaper. And he goes, I go, what were you thinking? He goes, about the next day's install. Yeah. And if I was going to have enough help. And he goes, I've done that process with doors thousands and thousands of times he goes i just was not in the moment yeah and that's where you yeah, gotta that's... be so careful so every single i know a guy who ran his hand across a dado blade and then he guess what six months later he did it again Ugh. oh my god man and this guy built some of the most unbelievable built-in wall units i've ever seen in my life for all these mansions up in West Palm Beach, he he was he, and he had been in the business for forty plus years. It, yeah. you, it it'll right when you think oh it'll never happen to me because I've been doing this for so long I don't know. Well, it's it's, it's good. I think it's pe people you have get to pay attention. Pe well, people get too comfortable and they it becomes such a normal thing, a normal routine for people. I mean, I've had this happen in my shop and I'm not like a super experienced woodworker. You know, I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you just kind of get in this rhythm and you start thinking about other things. You're like, oh, I'm just doing the same thing over. And that's when dumb stuff happens. Um, and it's very, very easy to get that way. <laughs> like it really, really is. And I find that that's the most common when it's a repetitive, uh, a repetitive thing. I'm running, you know, 25, you know, cutting boards or whatever through the router table or, you know, just a small example, cutting the same strip on a table saw 50 times. Mm -hmm. um, it just becomes like, okay, next. And then you start like trying to speed up the process and get cute with things. And um, yeah, it's, I've ha I haven't had like a lot of like close calls, but I have had like dicey things happen when that yep. kind of scenario has happened with me. Um, I have a second one. I know you have a second one too, but I have a second one and it kind of goes along with the first one. What I was mentioning is that there was something else involved. So my second 
incident is where, why I don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I, I got to go. My, my dryer just caught on fire. Oh, so. shnikey. Ben will not be on the rest of the podcast, so me and Cedric are going to finish this one out. Um, but what I was saying is uh, I used to drink. When I first started um, woodworking, I would go out in my shop, and I was drinking. This is back when I was drinking hard stuff, you know, the IPAs. <laughs> and The IPAs? Oh, yeah. I would drink all the time in my shop. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a guy. I'm going to oh, be out in my right. shop, and I'm going to drink beer, and I'm going to build furniture. And I used to do it a lot. And mm -hmm. this incident happened after the jointer incident. Not too long after, to be honest with you. Um, but when the thing with the jointer happened, I had been drinking. I wasn't, I never got drunk and woodworked, but I would be drinking beers. Um, and this incident was me at the table saw. And I was making cuts. And I was pushing boards. I can't remember what I was building. I think I was building a table or a console or something. And I was ripping pieces. And I got to like the third or fourth cut. And I pushed the board through. And I was listening to music. And, you know, again, drinking beer. And on one of the cuts, it was one of those uh, scenarios where I was kind of just doing stuff, you know, very, you know, willy-nilly, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I... Uh, pushed a board through after doing some other ones, you know, feeling good. And when I went to go uh, reach for the board, my pinky clipped the blade like just enough. It didn't oh, cut yeah. me. It was just enough that I felt it. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I was because uh, I was being very unsafe the way that I was one, the way that I was doing it. And two, the fact that I was drinking alcohol while I was operating heavy tools. Yeah. You let down um, your gad. Oh, yeah. It's just you don't pay attention to everything, right? It, it, I wasn't as focused. So I you know, reached across and bing, sure enough, hit it. And I turned off the table saw and I stopped. And that was, that was the last time um, that I yeah. would work with power tools <coughs> while drinking alcohol. Now, with that being said, to be fair... Um, if I'm out in the shop sanding, you know, like if I know tonight I'm just going to be sanding stuff, sure, I'll hang out in the shop and have beer. If I'm hanging out with my buddies, we're in the shop, you know, maybe we're doing one thing or another, uh, not actually building anything, not using any large power tools, but, you know, messing with hand tools or something like that, right? Hang, yeah, like at your place. Hanging around, um, hanging around the assembly table, you know, BS and talking about tools. Yep. I'll do that. But Me too. You will not. You will not see me operate a joiner planer, a drill press even, a bandsaw, <coughs> a router table, a table saw, if I have drank anything. That stuff will absolutely wait. Um, it's just, it's definitely not worth it. Track saw, yeah. I mean, nothing. Nothing with a blade. No. Nope. Period. I Hey, this is Ben, inviting you to join our growing podcast community over on Patreon. As a member of our community, you'll get early and ad-free access to each episode, as well as invites to our monthly group call with the community. Also, you'll be able to participate in the direction of the show by submitting your questions for upcoming episodes, as well as pitching some great product ideas for Hans to read in the mid-roll ad. Use the links in the show notes below, and we'll see you on Patreon. I will not work any power tools. With, with any alcohol i cannot do it i will not do it when mikey and i had the shop we had a rule 
no, no, no weed and no beer in that shop. And it was funny because uh, <laughs> we we were in this really cool area um, uh, down in uh, unincorporated Broward County, and that must have been all. It was all contractors. Right, and our shop, and then there was like three or four cabinet shops right in that um, parking area, uh, common area. And Thanksgiving was a killer day because it was right before it was balls to the wall before Christmas. Everybody wanted everything for Christmas, you know, and we everything was done. Everybody, everybody wanted everything for Thanksgiving, but the day before Thanksgiving. It was one hell of a party in the parking lot, man. And I'll never forget the day. It was 12 noon, right before, the day before. And Mikey and I had to get stuff knocked out. But we knew noon was coming. And they would walk, a couple of guys were walking in at 8 o'clock in the morning with bottles of Crown going, let's party. And I'm like, whoa, time out. No drinking in this shop, dude. You can yeah. stand outside and watch us finish this up. But there is no alcohol in here. Yeah. And I was, it wasn't that it was a hard ass. It's just, you know, a rule's a rule. And when you, and you got to live by them and they, they appreciated it, but they, they set up the, um, the deep fryer for Turkey in front of us. I'm like, come on guys, get out here. So we just, we, this not that we rushed it. I think we finished up about 1030. Then, then the party was on. We were outside partying. It was pretty yeah. cool. You, you know, when I was doing all my, I think we talked about this, when I was doing all my um, like shop renovation stuff, um, you know, getting the shop set up and in the backdrop of a lot of the scenes, you'd see beer and stuff. And, you know, I caught some flack for that from, from some people. I know you and I had discussed it at one point, mm-hmm. but like for me, I, I, I can see why that might look bad. Same thing with the flip-flops in the shop, right? Um, yeah. Like I'm wearing, I'm wearing flip-flops right now. Why? Because I'm recording a podcast in my shop. Yep. But you know, if I'm, if I'm out here, you know, building a table or a cabinet or whatever, I'm not going to do it. Not that I think, you know, cause I don't wear steel toed shoes as it is for the most part. Every once in a while I do, but you know, if I was to drop something on my foot, my, you know, tennis shoe is not going to stop that much more than my flip-flops would. But even with that being said, I still don't wear them while I'm doing stuff like that. But when I'm out like installing the insulation or hanging my lights or putting up my ductwork or, you know, like painting my walls, you know, and getting the crap for it. But it makes you think like, you know, other people can be watching what I'm doing and go and think that that's normal. But at the same time, it's like, this is my shop. This is my space. I want to be comfortable doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. And that's why I always tell people like, do what you're, do what you're most comfortable with. And I think we talked about that a few podcasts ago, mm-hmm. you know, and, and using push sticks is an example. Like in most scenarios, I feel way more unsafe using push sticks than I do controlling it with my hands. Um, and then there's other scenarios where I won't do it without a push stick or a push block or something like that. Yep. But there's other people out there that will only use them and they will, you know, use a push stick on a push stick. Um, it doesn't always mean it's going to be the, the safest thing. So it is weird when you, you know, when you have a lifestyle where like even you doing your videos and stuff, like if somebody sees a beer in the background and you're talking about whatever, 
you know, maybe they're like, oh, you, they make this assumption that you're running around your shop drinking booze all the time while you build furniture and use power tools or, oh, you had flip flops on that, you know, when you were putting in your insulation on your garage door, mm-hmm. that's so unsafe. Like, whatever. It's, it's not what I always do. Right. Like sometimes, I don't know. It, it's just a, it's a weird dynamic. What, what was your second one that you said you had? Oh God, I get, um, well, I kind of said the second one falling off out of the loft oh, yeah. on my back. But, man, I, I get so many, oh, boy. Hey, here's one for you. Here's one for you. How do you? One of this, do you have, have you ever done a, um, a drop cut on, uh, I've, I do them on a table. I used to do them all the time on a table saw, a drop cut. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done a drop on a uh, and set up a point uh, like a fulcrum point on a router table. I've done them on a router table, yeah. To do a mortise and you go from point to point. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you ever ha- do that and all of a sudden the board's not in your hand? I have not, no. Because it's a pinned part of that, one of those shoulders is pinned against the fence. And if you are not holding on. <laughs> And controlling that. And there's a lot of videos. There's been a lot of television shows where they do drops on router bits for mortises. Mm-hmm. That, I believe, is wicked, wicked dangerous. And I've, I I, was doing it because I was watching a television program one time. And I went, okay, I want to do this mortise and this board for a door. And next thing I know, it's gone. It's not in my hand. And it's spun out somewhere. That thing could have clipped me, but I was like, whoo, and when, you know, it, that's one of those uh, tools that you got to be wicked cautious. You got to be on and in the moment every time you use it as a router. But that was my, that was my router uh, spooky one. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about with the, because when you do the drop, right, you, you want to drop it before wherever your lines are so you can work to the line yep. both ways, right? So what I've found is when, I, <coughs> when I've done that, the minute you put it down and you start pulling it towards you Woo-hoo. to get to that far line, that's when it really does get dicey. And I, I know what you're saying because like, it feels like it wants to grab and shoot it away. Oh, um, yeah. But I've never had anything like that happen. I, I've, I've done quite a few uh, just using like a you know, spiral upcut bit or downcut bit or whatever. Yep. Um, to do exactly that. And I've been lucky, you know, never, never to have any issues, but the router table is one of those router tables specifically the router. Yes. I think trim routers are probably, I honestly believe trim routers are the most, one of the most dangerous just because mm-hmm. they're so small and people assume that they're harmless. They're, yep. they're just as dangerous as every other tool. Um, Absolutely. If not more, because you, because you think of it that way, that's what causes problems. But the router table is always, it's scary anytime I'm doing like pattern um, cutting, right? Yeah. And you're using one of those big, you know, compression bits. Like I have that huge one from Bits and Bits. It's just a freaking yep. monster. And, yep. you know, when you're initially getting that board on there, getting it on in the right spot so it doesn't catch and flick it back at you. I've had that happen to me multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's that's scary. Um Typically, if I'm in a scenario where I think that might happen, my hands are way far away from it. And I, in those cases, a lot of times I am using pads. Um, 
but yeah, that's a scary tool. <laughs> I mean, all tools are scary. You know, I've had close calls with a bandsaw. I've had uh, close calls, you know, with boards binding at a table saw. I've had kickbacks on the miter saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a kickback on a track saw, um, uh, the TS-75. But that was my own fault because I was, I didn't have quite enough track. Yep. So I was plunging down with the 75. Yep. Uh, on the end and it would catch mm-hmm. and it would shoot it back happened like yep. three or four times or yeah three times i think mm-hmm. until i finally got d- deep enough through that i could make the cut um but i'm used to the ts55 where i don't have that issue um but that ts75 especially with a uh, smaller amount of teeth too mm-hmm. it, it did it real quick <laughs> like really really oh, fast yeah. Uh, we yeah. call that a right of, we call that because what happens is that blade hits that front of that board and it goes up and it actually will uh, cut, scratch a guide rail. I call that the right of passage, baby. Yeah. Because it's happened to everybody. And yep. uh, that's when every time I teach how to rip hardwood. I or any wood, I'll say, hey, get used to this even on plywood, 55 or 75. Start the blade before. Make sure that track is pulled back and make sure you have enough track and don't cycle it on, but just plunge it to make sure that that blade is going to go down in position at full speed before the bo- And then what happens is people do that in plywood and because of the orientation of the grain going in the you know the directions it's no problem it's engineered but boy when you put that down on hardwood and it hits that grain it's gonna kick it's it's just it's physics i tell everybody so i always say hey start the blade before the board yeah i uh ever since that happened i always try to make it an effort with even no matter what I'm cutting with the TS 55 uh, or the, in this case, the TSC um, to get it down all the way before, just because I'm like, yeah, I've never had the issue with the TS 55 ever. Um, but I don't want to have it again. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not, no, it's not fun. Sure. It's not enjoyable. You know, um, I always, you know how I was just talking about that drop cut on a router table. There's a lot of times I'm doing mortises with the domino and thinking, this has got to be the daggone safest tool out there. You know, to do mortises the way that that domino, whether yeah. 500 or 700 does that, jeez, it's so neat. I, I, I just get a kick out of it because there's all kinds of ways of mortising, but boy, that is just a safe way of doing it. The bit's really yeah. never exposed to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's no kick to it. I think the biggest, the biggest danger with a domino is not paying attention to the settings and plunging through a piece and having your hand on the backside. Yes, I that, totally agree. That is the biggest danger. Other than that, I don't see yeah. a danger. Um, I, I, know a, I know a guy who did the exact same thing with the biscuit cutter. His hand was on the back. Mm-hmm. And he was doing it on a bevel, and it went right through and curved his hand. Yeah. That's yeah, the only... That's drag. I've never had it happen to me, um, but I actually have plunged through, usually on a bevel, um, when you're trying to like figure out that sweet spot on depth and everything. Yep. But 
my hand has never been behind it. Uh, on a bevel, it's a little bit more challenging to have your hand behind it. So luckily it wasn't there, but um, plunging into a regular board, I've, I've never, never had it, but I've talked to some people who have, they're like, yeah, I plunge this thing right into my finger. It's like, Oh God. Yeah. Hmm. But you know, I, I just, uh, right before the podcast, I answered, um, a domino question and it was like, I was like, I looked at it and I went, he asked me about a butt joint and blah, blah, blah on a certain thickness of plywood. And I went, that is like the easiest thing to do. And I answered the question, you know, five by 30, 15 millimeter plunge. And I was just like, I guess people, he must've been brand new to it. Cause I mean, it was, uh, it was a basically an 18 millimeter butt joint with uh butt joint with 18 millimeter. Doesn't matter if it's MDF or plywood, but I'm like, I was like, wow, man, I guess people just don't know. And he must be new with the domino. That's all I could think of. Yeah. It's, it's really mind blowing. Um, sometimes when you just see how, how, oh man, you gotta be kidding me. There's people at my door right now. It's eight o'clock at night. And there's two guys at my door. What are they doing? They're knocking on the door, but they hear. This is awkward. Well, oh, it's sales guys. They just put something. Yeah, they're, we've had a couple um, different people from roofing companies recently knocking at the door sorry that totally sidetracked me no no but, worries dude yeah you got you gotta be worried everyone so but like who comes to the house to try to sell you something at eight o'clock at night like what <laughs> it's dark outside <laughs> i know huh that's anyway, bizarre yeah that's probably now that my dogs have been now my dogs are barking and going crazy it's probably time for me to go inside and lay down with leo Yep. Try to get him to bed. I'm sure Max is probably pretty happy now. But I had a really it, good... Has he been uh, sleeping good, Max? Uh, Yeah, I mean, so-so. Um, I he, He's good for the most part. Leo just keeps getting up in the middle of the night, like coming into our bed every night. So every morning when I wake up, it's me, Max, Leo, and my wife. And that's a habit we need to stop. But at the same time, I kind of like waking up in the morning and seeing Leo right there. So... Yeah. Um, anyway, those are the t those are the times that you're gonna remember because those are the good memories. Yeah. But I'm gonna have to get going there, buddy. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for uh, listening. Thank We're sorry you. Ben had to go. He had a he had a issue in his in his house and his he has his kids there, so he had to go take care of that. But well. I've been I've been looking at the screen and I don't see the house on fire, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Don't see any <laughs> don't see any smoke coming underneath the door. All right, no no get bent tonight because I had a really good one and I <coughs> wanted uh, Ben to listen to it, so I'm gonna okay. have to save it for for next week. Okay, everybody. Thank All right, you. everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>